This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Catherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and cat lover. Today, I have with me Dr. Adam Christman. Now, um, Adam is a friend of mine, and the thing that we have most in common is that we like to help pets and people, and we like to find other people and other resources that help pets and people too. So I invited Dr. Christman to come here with me and, and share with all of my listeners some of the cool resources that we have uncovered that might help you be the best pet owner that you can be to give your pet a happy and healthy life. So we'll be right back with Dr. Christman after this word from our sponsors. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. I'm so pleased to welcome Dr. Adam Chrisman here with me today. Hi, Adam. Hi, Catherine. So nice to be here. So you're really fun and you're really a fun guest to have. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. At all. Right. Yeah. But you and I have talked on multiple occasions about some of the other cool people we know and how we ought to probably share it and just spread it around. So tell my listeners a little bit about you and what you kind of have evolved into being, I know that they would be interested. Yeah. So I've headed over into the multimedia industry in the veterinary space. So I handle the continued education for veterinarians, veterinary technicians, practice managers. So it's a lot of fun here at DVM 360 and Fetch organizing uh, virtual conferences and ultimately helping to educate pet parents too. So that kind of enveloped into going into the social media arena as well as educating our colleagues. And then I've entered into the TikTok space and Instagram for uh, pet parents, which is so much fun because the past couple of years have been so tough for, you know, for pet parents to get their questions answered. And I figured it would be a great opportunity to kind of really reach to them to help support our colleagues in the profession. And maybe it's like helping a phone call that they don't have to necessarily call the veterinarian. They just need better peace of mind or just learning some things. So that's where I think the beauty of our profession marries well with social media. And that's what we've been doing. So it's been a great ride. I agree. I really think communication and education, that's like the answer to every relationship, even relationships with your your pets or relationships with your veterinarian. So how do my listeners find like you on TikTok, for example? (laughs) 
No, I'm on TikTok. So I, I'm at Dr. Dot. So Dr. Adam Crispin 52. I don't know where the name number 52 came from, but uh, I'm not 52 years old, but I have that. But so Dr. Adam Crispin 52. And um, we're about to hit a quarter million followers, which is just incredible. And um, I, I think all of them are pet owners, which is awesome. So head on over there because we do TikTok lives. I show really cool products. We're going to talk about some of the cool websites that you should be following here. It's a great community that we've built over there on TikTok. Yeah. So you weren't born in 1952. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe we can make the 52 stick out so that everybody knows <laughs> how to find you. I to think of that. I know, 52. <laughs> so I get my content from my own clients that come to me with their pets and things. And so I sort of know the questions that they ask me, but they don't ask me like how to have fun. They don't ask me right. how who to follow and who to watch for yes. fun. But I have had a lot of guests on here about different things. And, and DVM360 is an awesome, awesome resource. And I may not be objective since I um, prepared some of the content for DVM360, yes. but there are lots of client education resources on there. Can you talk a little bit about those? Of course. Yeah. We're so proud that you're one of our editorial board members too, Dr. Prem. We love your expertise and insight because it's individuals like yourself that we can deliver great content to your listeners. And so, you know, whether it be on feline behavior, feline medicine, if you just got a new puppy or rescued a kitten. So we have great education. What we're finding interesting that you may not know this over the past year, Dr. Prem, is that we've had a massive uptake on pet parents on DVM360. I think they're looking to have the more higher level education on the website. So we've seen a 70% increase of pet owners really that are just you know up there trying to get information. So, you know, we are creating great resources. So yeah, dvm360.com, my friends, you certainly should take advantage of it. And it also peels back the curtain of our profession. Some serious problems that we're experiencing, issues that we're working on together. And it really makes you understand and be a little bit more like kinder to your veterinary staff in hospital. <laughs> Which is always a good thing. So yeah, right. dvm360.com. I think I think there's even a way that you can search for specific writers. Like if you want to see everything that I've written, isn't that true? Can't yes. they type yeah. in my last name, for example? Yep. Or yeah, it's something that I use a lot. I put the handouts in the folders for my new kitten parents and, and I use it. So dvm360.com. So what about, there are some other resources, something I wanted to talk with you today. What about when pet parents cannot afford their care? Can you, can you tell of any resources? I know of a few, but do you maybe know of some resources to help with that? Yeah, I know that care credit and scratch pay are probably the good ones that are out there to to look into ulterior methods to have in payment options. So I know that certain regional hospitals in the country to have a little bit nonprofit funds, if you will, to help, you know, kind of provide some financial means for them. And then I also believe it or not too, pet insurance is really affordable, my friends. It really is. It's come a long way. So that's something to also look into. There are certain models that you don't have to actually pay out of pocket. So it's a, a different model that's out there. So I would look into those too. What would you recommend? 
You know, there is a website that the Humane Society manages through humanesociety.org that lists some care options. But I always say, talk to your own veterinarian because we have a little trust and little funds. And so start local. And then Adam, you and I did some things that talked about pet insurance. So does that live on DVM 360, the information that we... It should be on there too. Yeah. I want to say it's on there on pet insurance. So... If not, you know, another great website too, I would say is not saying that it is the one to look for, but Nationwide has one in general that talks about all different types of pet insurances. And that's a good resource, like kind of a home base to start looking at different options and you can compare different plans, if you will. So um, that might be something to look into as well for the listeners. I agree. And for those of you listening to me, to this show, I'll try to put some of the websites and information in the bio on the show so that you don't have to write all this down. You might be driving or whatever, but we'll try to make this easier for you. So, all right. Another thing I hear about in my exam room, information about vaccinations. And and in today's COVID vaccination climate, there are some questions that pet parents have about vaccination safety and which vaccinations do their pets need. Can you think of any good? I know the resources I like, but what do you like? So I tell everyone that we are veterinarians, not vaccinarians, because sometimes there's this perception that we tend to, quote unquote, over vaccinate animals, which I can understand. But we like to follow the American Animal Hospital Association guidelines, also known as AHA, so A-A-H-A. And if you do a search, you'll see that they have great um, guidelines for cat parents and dog parents to great resources. And that's kind of the standard. We follow that. And then the American Veterinary Medical Association has great guidelines on vaccination protocols. And that's something that we really stand behind. And, and it explains the why. And I'll talk to some pet parents about that, too. It's like, well, why do I need to come back every three to four weeks for these kitten vaccines? Like, why does it have to be at 15, 16 weeks of age? And I explain the why about maternal antibodies for mom, how we have to give the rebooster until it's sufficient enough for one year. And we talk about the differences between core and non-core vaccines. And that's why it's so important having that conversation with the veterinarians and the technicians, because, you know, not every dog or cat is the same and their lifestyles are going to be a little bit different. And we don't know it unless you, the listeners, tell us, the veterinarians, about what that looks like in terms of cat parenting. Yes, I love that. That's my soapbox. Not all pets need the same vaccines. And if, you know, I'm not trying to bash anybody, but if your veterinarian doesn't ask questions about what your cat's life is like and make recommendations tailored for that cat, it may not be the best choice. So open that line of communication. And I'm so glad that you touched on why we booster vaccinations. However, do you think that COVID is going to make people a little more vaccine savvy because they've done some research about vaccination? I mean, what do you think? I think that might be a good thing. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's like, we always say in this world, like if you can vaccinate your fur babies against something that could be serious, such as even like on the human side, what we're seeing, do it, you know, do it. But, you know, look at, you know, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine versus the Pfizer vaccine where it's a series of two. And you know, like when you got that reminder to come back, like I got the Pfizer vaccine, <laughs> I made sure I put that in my calendar, my phone, <laughs> that I did not miss my vaccination. And I think that really does trickle over to the pet parents. 
I was talking to someone that's a practice manager and she was saying that the compliance rate during COVID has been incredible with the return for vaccinations in puppies or if you're starting a new vaccine, say for example, Lyme or Lepto. They said, well, I heard it on the news that yeah, we really need to come back. Yes, because otherwise you need to start all over again and we don't wanna do that. So I agree with you. I think that there's greater pet parent compliance based upon what we're learning about with um, the COVID vaccine. So maybe it's an upside. You know, I signed up for a text reminder. I got Pfizer too. And I signed up for the text reminder to get my second, you know, when I needed to do it. And that reminds me that we have some text savvy clients and cat owners out there. And you can sign up for things through your veterinarian sometimes. I know I have texting through my animal hospital, but there are websites that you can sign up. I know heartguard.com will do text reminders about dog care. There are also some interesting things regarding parasites on the Companion Animal Parasite Council. And I did an episode with one of their veterinarians, um, and that is a, a really awesome resource. Are you familiar with any other reminder systems or things that my cat listeners could take advantage of to help? them yeah there's uh so tailtracks.com is, is there's an app called tail tracks that i know they're entering into the feline space actually so that's on the horizon i know that and then i got to think of the other name i just drew a blank on the other name that's a reminder system that works really well for cats too even it, it gives you a reminder for like uh medications like if you go to a referral veterinarian and then they change the medication dose it actually uploads into the iCloud software system I got to find the name of that. It's such an easy name too, but I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, yeah, reminder systems are great. Look, I need a reminder for a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It happens to the best of us. So yeah. yes, I think that it's it's really good. I think we can take advantage of technology, which was kind of the inspiration for doing this show, is we can take advantage of technology and, and we can turn things like COVID to a positive thing for helping us be better pet parents. So I want to take a quick break and then come back and talk a little bit more. I got some other cool things that I want to talk to Dr. Christman about. So we'll be right back. Pets are part of the family. Make sure you can always afford the quality health care they need with Easy Pet Check, a nationwide pet insurance alternative. With Easy Pet Check, you'll save up to 75% on all your pet's health care at any licensed veterinarian in the U.S. Easy Pet Check accepts all dogs and cats regardless of pre-existing conditions. Visit EasyPetCheck.com. That's the letters EasyPetCheck.com. Taking care of your pet can be easy with Easy Pet Check. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. Okay, Dr. Chrisman, we're back. Yes, the app is called Heal, by the way, H E E L. So oh, it's a- very good. <laughs> Just had to say that. <laughs> You're doing pretty good for somebody who was born in '52. <laughs> Okay, so another thing that my clients ask me about in my exam room, this is a big one, and I bet you have things that you can add to this, but questions about nutrition. And I do lots of shows on nutrition, but there are resources about nutrition, and I bet you know about them. So share the ones you know. Yeah. So vetnutrition.tufts.edu is probably one of my personal favorites. I know it's yours too. You like that one a lot. 
I also like balanceit.com too. So those are for, you know, our cat parents that might be interested in, you know, either cooking for their animals too. And I say this to my clients all the time. There's three things that everyone's passionate about, politics, religion, and pet food. And so we're not there to like bash. We're only there to support and educate. And if you choose to decide to do something through the home cooked route or some are interested in raw food, as long as it's done with a board certified veterinary nutritionist, I think, you know, you and I agree, like there could be, you know, a place for that. So balanceit.com, you literally can pick the food, the proteins and the meat source, and they will come up with a recipe for you, which I think is really great too. And I also love the Association of American Feed Control Officials, which is AFCO. So that's here in the United States. I'll give you an example because there's something that I'm really big on because when I have pet parents that come into the exam room and they say, you know, oh, this sounds really good. This is tuna flavor pate. And so I talked to them about my flavor rule. I said that the flavor rule, believe it or not, there's only 3%. When you say the word with, it's actually through AFCO standards, there's only 3%. So flavor is a small percentage that's not required, but a product that must contain an amount sufficient to be detected. And so AFCO goes through those words, like qualifying words like dinner or the word dinner rule, or there's like a, a 95% rule when you actually put the name of the food on the bag too. 95% of it has to be in there. So AFCO is a great website for those kinds of things. Yeah, when I first started blogging and, and sharing information and stuff, I did a lot of research on AFCO and labeling and stuff. And I found out that some of these words mean nothing. Yes. Like natural. You can say that. I mean, I can say um, this is my natural hair color. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, uh, the word natural doesn't mean anything. So the blog that Tufts does is called Pet Foodology. And I think that one is easy to remember and kind of stands out that my listeners could search for Pet Foodology and find that. And there is also the World Small Animal Vet Association, which is a worldwide thing. And they do resources for pet owners about nutrition and vaccination and all of those. And the website is WSAVA.org. So that one is not, um, not hard to remember at all. So yeah, well, so this is some really, really good information. I love to interview veterinary nutritionists. I've had Dr. Joe Barches with me several times. I've got some other shows planned. So um, yeah, nutrition. And when I write nutrition things, that's when I get hate mail because yeah. people feel strongly. You're totally right about that. Right. When I do my TikTok lives, there's always someone that's asking me a question about like, is this food good? Is that food bad? And, and I always say, like I preface this as like, all foods are basically good. We just have to coach you and whether or not that's the best food for your dog or your cat. You know, I mean, think about it. There's like so many different ones that are out there. And we as veterinary professionals and veteran technicians, we're up against some of these forces, whether it be Dr. Google or might be the person that's working at the pet store that's like recommending a particular food. And so we as veterinary professionals, we're trained. We are trained in this. Like we know how to answer these questions and we're not dancing around the question. We really are trying to provide you with the best tools. We're not like saying this is the number one food that your, your dog or your cat has to be on. This is what we see in our experience, the data, because we're scientists. And so we're here to help educate you a little bit further so that you stay in the driver's seat and you make that best decision possible when selecting a cat food for your fur babies. So here's what I want to say. This is what I hear a lot. I am not aware of any veterinarian. I mean, there are probably a few, but any practicing veterinarian who actually receives money from a pet food company to make a recommendation right. of their pet food. I don't. I, I don't mean, either. Maybe I need to look into it. I <laughs> don't. I know. Can you imagine you get like a royalty every time you say the word of whatever food it is, you know? Yeah, that would be good. 
I know it would be catastic. It would. It would be meowfulous, and um, it would be like a pay by the kibble, right? <laughs> you have cats to be kidding me. We. we- <laughs> So we wouldn't be here. We'd be on the beach, right? So yeah, I seriously doubt that uh, individual practicing veterinarians are receiving incentives for making a certain kind of pet food kind of come to the forefront. I try not to recommend a pet food that I have not felt comfortable feeding my own pet a brand. So, I mean, that's one of my criteria that I, that I use. I mean, I, but I do that with a lot of the products, you know, I don't recommend a product that I haven't tried. Right. Yeah. You know, so my poor pets. <laughs> no, that's, mine too. that's what's nice about like these reps too because they, they know like we're, we're going to be their biggest advocates or their cheerleaders so they want us to try some of these products and we may not like them we may not like them and that's perfectly fine too and that's that's okay but they lean on us to be their cheerleaders for certain products and i agree with you too dr prim like i have four dachshunds and i always give the results i said four to four dachshunds agree or two out of the four disagree <laughs> yep yep personal experience right right Well, so I have been falling down on my duties, I think, for my guests and for myself. I want to promote what you do because you have a book, don't you? I do have a book. I do. It's called Honey, Have You Squeezed the Dachshund? What are you talking about? What does he mean by that? And so it's it's a book on, you know, uh, dogs with disabilities, which is great. So I had a paralyzed dachshund named Cosmo at the age of two. He presented to me as a patient of mine. So this is a very similar story to fellow veterinarians. And um, he was paralyzed in the back end. And so cut to the fact that his owners couldn't afford care for him. Timing is of the essence with these things when they suffer from intervertebral disc disease, which is also known as a slip disc. And um, so I ended up keeping him, but it ends up being a little bit of work because you learn how to care for the down dog, manually express the urinary bladder because they don't have the control. So I have this book that's on Amazon and I'm so glad that it resonates with so many readers because it's very, it's visually cute but it takes away some of the stigma that might be associated with this thing. And also the fact that animals that have disabilities live a wonderful life. Cosmo lived till he was 14. So he had another 12 years of wonderful life. (laughs) That was like living the best life because of Cosmo, we got an in-ground pool so we can swim. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so, so that's really good. So I think it'll be easy for um, my listeners to, to be able to search for, have you squeezed the dachshund? I think they'll remember that. And um, don't forget that Dr. Chrisman is on TikTok and tell it again. I know the 52. Yes. Dr. Adam Chrisman 52 <laughs> is where it's at too. I do have a YouTube channel too called the Dr. Chrisman show. So all, everything's all linked to you on Instagram, Adam underscore Chrisman, Facebook page, the Adam Chrisman show. So there's places where it'll all just, you can find me. <laughs> So, and, and if you find me, if you haven't already found me, you could probably find him because we, uh, we are kind of linked and yes. we follow each other. And so, uh, my Instagram is Dr. Cat nine, just from like, I'm not, not no 52. Mine is Dr. Cat nine from nine lives so that it would be easy to remember. And of course, uh, Catherine Prim DBM on Facebook. I'm on everything. If you Google me, you can uh, stalk me. And if you Google Dr. Christman, you can cyber stalk him too, but you will, for sure find more information maybe than you ever wanted to know about keeping pets happy and healthy because that's that's our passion and that's what we do. So, you know, it was so fun. Thank you for coming. I hope Thanks that you can having- come back. Oh my gosh, this is fantastic. Wait, I can't leave without giving you a silly dad joke. What, oh, yeah. what, what do you call a pile of cats? Oh, I don't know. A meow in. <laughs> oh no, I need those sound effects. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, that that's really cool. So um, yes, very fun. I knew this show would be fun. I was so excited when you agreed to come on and, and I'll have you back. All of my listeners, we have really, really overwhelmed you with a lot of different websites and a lot of different resources and, and tech things. So I'll try to write it up. Look for me and Dr. Crispman on social media because you can find the things that we are talking about. And gosh, I want to thank my producer, Mark Winter, because he's amazing. And I love my cat-loving listeners. I want you guys to reach out to me because I want to hear from you. I don't want to just take my content from my own exam room. I want to hear from you. So all of my listeners, go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.